So I'd like to talk about the root cause of inconsistent basketball performance today. And more specifically, I want to talk about a bit of a trap that I've seen a lot of players fall into as soon as they start experiencing a little bit of success in basketball. And ultimately, if you fall into this trap, it prevents you from experiencing that success consistently and permanently. So if you've been seeing fluctuations in your performance, one game you play great, and the next game you are back to struggling again, you're wondering why is this happening? How am I gonna you know, finally become the consistently great player that I know I can be? This is gonna show you why. And hopefully it's actually gonna cure this problem for you if you practice what we teach here. So I'll start this off with a quick story from my sixth grade season. And this is the first time I really came face to face with this inconsistency and started to figure out like what's going on here. So all year long, I'm playing for my AAU team, averaging, I think like six or seven points a game, maybe. I was a middle of the pack player, uh, not really starting, but um, you know, just average. Until <laughs> one game late in the year, it's a, a Saturday morning tournament game in March. I still remember that where I had 17 points for the first time in my life. Best game I'd ever had. I know it doesn't sound like much, but to me at the time, it was really exciting. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is the player I'm going to be from now on. This is how I'm always gonna play. And I'm so excited that I've finally broken through that later that night when we have our next game in the tournament, I go into that game thinking, all right, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play exactly like I did this morning and it's gonna be awesome and like my team is going to finally know that I'm the man on this team and <laughs> all these like really overexcited thoughts are going through my mind. Next thing you know, the game begins. The ball's not really being swung my way in the same way as it was earlier that day. My shots aren't falling as easily. I'm kind of getting locked down by my defender. My other teammates are taking over the game and I'm, I'm fading into the background slowly but surely. And next thing you know, I'm on the bench wondering what happened? Where did the player from this morning go? Why can't I always be that player? And I'm thinking like, wow, inconsistency is so slippery. <laughs> it's so slippery. How can you be one player one, one moment and a completely different player the next moment? So it wasn't until, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, much later in my career that I figured out what was actually happening. And it wasn't until actually um, I, I retired from basketball that I really dug into this and figured out what the root cause is. So that's what we're gonna get into now. And I, I still remember in 2016, I had the chance to go and work with, uh, I actually moved to Maui for three months to train with a Taoist master named Bruce Francis. And so Bruce is this really interesting guy. He's in his mid-70s mid now. But early on in his life, he was a high-level martial artist. He was doing, believe it or not, he was doing cage fighting for money in Japan. He had eight black belts when he was 19. There's still videos on YouTube, um, if you can find them, of him like leaving multiple um, attackers on the ground with like his martial arts skill. is something out of a movie. And uh, later on in his life, he graduated to practicing and teaching the internal martial arts. So meditation, Tai Chi, Qigong, things of that nature. And so I get this big opportunity to train with Bruce, to learn meditation from him. 
And one day, I will never forget this, <laughs> one of the other students comes in and they've just had this big awakening experience in their meditation. And the more advanced practices that Bruce teaches allow for these huge experiences to happen in meditation. It's not as simple as like your mind goes still and you become peaceful. No, these are like massive epiphanies about the nature of life and, and so on. So this person comes in and they're, they're all excited. They're telling Bruce what's happened and they're all animated. Bruce is listening and, you know, he, he doesn't seem all that impressed, frankly. Person sits down and Bruce just, this is all he says. He goes, oh, so you had some whoopee whoopee. That's good. Okay, let's begin. That was it. <laughs> this person is so deflated and let down. They're like, what? Shouldn't we be having a party? Like, this is huge. One of the best experiences of my life. Like, shouldn't you be congratulating me more? And yet, um, as Bruce went on to say, the act of getting overly attached and overly emotional about any given experience is what prevents that experience from happening consistently. So here's where we get to the root cause. And he, he later told this story about how when he had his first big awakening, he meditated for like three days in Canton, China, came to his teacher after this experience, and his teacher took one look at him. It, he was working with this old Taoist sage named Liu up in the mountains. And Liu takes one look at him and he says, oh, so you've made some small progress. That's, that's good, let's practice. That was it. <laughs> and again, Bruce is like, shouldn't flowers be raining from the sky? Like, what, what's going on? Why am I not, why is this not a bigger deal? And once again, the, the fundamental tenant here is that emotionally attaching to any experience, whether incredibly positive and profound or um, disappointing and deflating and negative, no matter what the, experience is, what the experience is, as soon as you emotionally attach to it, you essentially create this fluctuation and inconsistency within your experience. So me getting overly emotionally attached and attributing all this meaning and saying, this is my big turning point, this is my big moment, I've just scored 17 points, so from now on I'm gonna score 17 every game and this is the player that I am from now on. The act of getting really emotionally attached and excited about that is what caused the crash later that night. So in Deep Game, this is one of our fundamental laws. We call this the law of extremes. And the law of extremes states that as emotion increases, consistency decreases. So the more emotionally attached you are to any experience, any experience, the more inconsistent your experience will be. Okay? Now, as inconsistency is by definition a fluctuation in your performance, we have uh, really two ways that this can happen, and it's important to understand both sides. So we have um, positive attachment, where you are trying to prolong or hold on to a positive experience. In my case, that 17-point game, I was trying so hard to recreate it that it like slipped through my fingers. Just like if you're trying to palm a basketball and you're gripping it so hard that it slips through your fingers, that's what happened to me that game. And the harder I tried to play well, the more difficult that, um, that game became. On the flip side to that, we have negative attachment where you're trying to push away a negative experience. And you might say like, well, how is that attachment you're pushing away? Well, why are you pushing away? because you're attached to the positive experience and trying to have that one um, rather than experience this, you know, this challenging situation, let's say going scoreless in a game. And the best um, example of this is like 
We've all had this, right? Where at the top of your jump shot, right before you release the ball, you have this little flicker of a thought in your mind saying, I better not miss this shot. <laughs> and on the shots that you have that flicker of a thought, you of course miss the shot. And it's like that famous Kobe Bryant quote, if you're afraid to fail, you're probably gonna fail. That is the case with negative attachment. Being negatively attached and trying to push away a negative experience makes it much more likely to actually happen. So whether you are attached to a positive experience or a negative experience, either one, that is going to cause inconsistency. And it's sort of like, um, well, I'll share one final analogy with you before we move on. <clears throat> We've all had... Um, you know, a situation where we're trying really hard to gain the approval of somebody. Maybe it's a coach or somebody older, or maybe it's a girl that you like. You're trying to make this person like you. And the harder you try to make them like you, the more you push them away because you come off as needy. And they, the last thing that they want to do is actually give you their approval if you're trying really hard to get it. In reverse, what if maybe it's like a younger sibling or um, some person at school or whatever, what if some other person is coming to you and trying so hard to impress you, trying really hard to gain your approval and to um, get you to congratulate them for something? What is the last thing you're going to want to do? The last thing you're going to want to do is give your approval. <laughs> and so it's the same push-pull that we have here. Um, the harder you try to gain approval, the um, less likely you are to get it. The more somebody else tries to gain your approval, the less likely you are, to, you are to give it. And we get this again, fluctuation, inconsistency. So one point that I wanna, um, I wanna get across here, um, <laughs> I don't want you to fall for thinking that this means that you can't enjoy experiences that you're having. If you win the NBA title and you're like popping champagne, lighting cigars and uh, back in the in the locker room celebrating with your team, you have every right and you are totally deserving to enjoy that experience. That is no problem whatsoever. The trap that you will fall into is attributing more meaning than is necessary and actually using that experience to prop up your ego. So that that's a really key difference. Let's go back to when I had that 17-point game. If I just enjoy that experience for what it is, and I say, oh, wow, that was a great game. I really enjoyed that. And like, I, I allow myself to feel good about it. That's no problem. The problem is when I get really excited and it, <laughs> attribute all this meaning and say, that's the player I'm going to be from now on. I, I'm like, finally, I've finally broken through. I've become the player I've always wanted to be. That's when the attachment occurs. The attachment occurs through your ego. It's not necessarily through just the pleasant sensation of the experience. And when you... <laughs> Well, I'd like to actually share something with you. So you may you may have seen this, but uh, I'll share it anyhow. Giannis, after winning the NBA championship, uh, time of recording this, this is recent, so the 2021 finals. Giannis, um, actually this was midway through the series, so not after winning, but he, he had a really good quote during one of the interviews uh, to the media. So Giannis's quote goes like this. Usually, when you think about how well you played, the next day, you're going to suck. <laughs> when you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus in the future about how you're going to dominate, that's your pride talking. So I try to focus in the moment, in the present. That really says it all. And the, the first part of it specifically, when you think about how well you played, usually the next day, you're going to suck. <laughs> that was exactly what happened with that 17-point game and then the crash later on that evening. So 
once again, it's sort of like this meta level uh, law of extremes. As emotion increases, consistency decreases. Allowing yourself to get too emotionally attached and attributing too much meaning to any one experience, positive, negative, or otherwise, is what causes the inconsistency. And really, the um, the instruction that we give here and that, that I give in the masterclass as well, if you haven't watched that, by the way, deepgame.com right now, go do it. <laughs> Most of our uh, players have watched that already, but if you haven't, do it. The instruction we give there is just simply don't get too high, don't get too low. You've probably heard players talk about this. Kobe has been saying this or Kobe said this many, many times throughout his career. Not too high, not too low. Stay even keeled. This is the watermark of the veteran experienced basketball player um the actually the person that comes to mind is greg popovich the um <laughs> not a player but a coach he is like the best at this because whenever his teams are struggling the media will say like what are you guys panicking like what's the state of panic in the locker room they'll, they'll ask like what's going on here and popovich is always like no it's fine. It's just basketball. Like, you know, things change all the time. We, we had a bad game. We'll move on. He, he's so nonchalant about it. And then when they experience a lot of success and the media tries to play it up and, and get really um, excited about it, he's like, yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> That's it. Like he's so even keeled. And um, it, it's really worth going back and watching some old Greg Popovich, like best of pop um, coach pop videos on YouTube because he's so, so good at this where he's so experienced and he's been around the block so many times that he just knows that positive experiences don't last forever and neither do ne negative experiences. Everything changes and it gives him this stable center from which to execute from. And ultimately, the, the realization that you have as you'll develop and navigate through your career is that success will happen for you much more consistently once it's not a big deal that you're having success. <laughs> and this might seem like a little bit of a letdown, like, oh, you have to sacrifice all of this excitement and um, like drama in order to experience the success more consistently. Because when you first start to have success, it's like the biggest thing in the world. It's only once it's not the biggest thing in the world and it's not the biggest deal that you actually start to have it consistently. And at that point, it isn't because you are having it consistently, so it's no longer a big deal. So you do have to sacrifice a little bit of that excitement and getting um, all emotional and um, attributing all of this meaning and uh, and so on and so forth to these positive experiences. You've got to give that up and just allow yourself to be in the moment. Yes, enjoy it when it comes. When uh, you have challenge, understand that that too will pass, that all things change. and come back to that stable center. Your teammates, your friends, your family, the people around you will feed off of that stability in you. You will become really the centerpiece to those around you, whether it's your team or your friend group. Somebody who is completely stable, they're never getting too high, never getting too low, is the person that people look to for leadership. It's the person that people look to for reliability because they know they're not going to fluctuate and be inconsistent. They're going to be stable. Like a Damian Lillard comes to mind after he hits these huge game winners. He's not going crazy and like yelling and screaming and, and stuff like that. He's kind of straight faced. There's a reason for that. And this is the reason. Okay. 
Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed this clip. And if you'd like to watch the full length talk, we'll have the title and or link for you in the description so that you can check it out there. And as always, if you'd like to go even deeper, the best place to do that is in our free masterclass over at deepgame.com, which I believe will be the most powerful hour of basketball learning of your life. I hope we see you there.